0: okay welcome back here we go lesson 18 add and subtract fractions Uh, from what I can see adding and subtracting fractions is where some people tend to go astray in terms of having their rules in order of what they're allowed to do and not allowed to do um, when they're operating on fractions so I really hope to clarify this and and help you out so let's get started with some vocabulary fractions that have the same or common denominator are called like fractions and fractions that have different denominators we will call unlike fractions so for example two-fifths and four-fifths we call those like fractions same denominator right and uh, five-sevenths and negative three-sevenths like fractions separate the world here unlike fractions two-thirds and three-fourths because of different denominators five-sixths and five-twelfths different denominators so Something that we know is to add or subtract like fractions. I have a little sort of bubble here for you to bear in mind. Is not bad. So if you have a over b plus c over b, that's a plus c all over b. You keep the same denominator. For example, and I have a little example for us to do together over here, 1826 minus 426 is just 18 minus 4 all over 26 which is clearly 14 over 26 uh... but i have a little hint here don't forget to write your answer in simplest form if it is not in simplest form um... you just divide out all common factors larger than one so just kinda look at the numbers 14 and 26 and say gee what do they have in common Well, 2. 2 goes into both of those numbers, right? Because they're both even. So you say, OK, I'm going to divide the top by 2 and the bottom by 2. So you're dividing by the common factor of 2. So then you would arrive at 7 over 13. And that would be simplest form. So this, long story short, this ends up being 7 over 13 uh, when you reduce it. OK, so I'll just kind of hover the answer over here. All right, so again, when you're adding fractions, or subtracting fractions for that matter, that have the same denominator, you just keep that denominator and, uh, and sort of travel straight across on the numerators, like 18 minus 4 uh, would have been 14 over 26. So I hope you're looking at that and thinking, okay, that wasn't too bad. Let's try again. Here's a longer one all have the same denominator so note to self same denominators life is good I would say life is good when you have the same denominators it's not as uh, much work right so we can that means we can sort of zoop, travel straight across on the numerators and you can even write if you like 3 minus 5 plus 2 minus 6 all over that denominator of 8 and then you just kinda crunch that out in your mind and I'll talk that through 3 minus 5 is negative 2 Plus 2 brings me to 0, uh, minus 6. Okay, well, that's going to bring me to negative 6 all over 8. But again, when I arrive here, I have to ask myself can I reduce? Yes, I can. <clears throat> There's a common factor. So, negative 6 eighths, if I divide the top by 2, I divide the bottom by 2, common factor of 2, uh, then I'm going to arrive at negative 3. Fourths, And by the way, if you float your negative out front, so if you say negative 3 fourths or if you say uh, negative 3 all over 4, they're, they're the same thing. So you can float your negative out front of the entire fraction or, you know, you can put it in the numerator. That's just a style thing. Okay. Um, hope that helps. So when the denominator's the same, life is good. We just travel straight across on the numerators and gather what we're left with after, after those operations and reduce if need be. All right. Let's look at the next slide. And that was my reminder, I just gave you that reminder on negative fractions. If you float your negative in the numerator, you float your negative in the denominator, or you just float your negative out front of the entire fraction, those are all synonymous. Um, so negative signs can reside in, in any of those three places. Okay, that was just a brief reminder on that. To add or subtract fractions though that have unlike or different denominators, we write the fractions as equivalent fractions with a common denominator. And you try to find the common denominator, so you have to be able to identify the least common multiple of the denominators to do that. So let's take a look. Um, If you look at 12 and 18 and the LCD, the least common or the LCM, the least common multiple, doesn't instantaneously pop in your head. You can do the prime factorization for 12, the prime factorization for 18, and then notice you gather the most amount of, see the greatest number of twos, the greatest number of threes that appear in those prime factorizations. So this has two twos, this only has one two. I took the most amount of twos that either guy has in their prime factorization. This guy has one 3, this guy has two 3's, I took the most amount of 3's that either has in their prime factorization. and I just multiply that out and I got the LCD. I know that when you read that kind of thing in a book it doesn't make sense so let's try this in real time together. Here we go. Do a prime tree for 16 because we're trying to find the least uh, the least common multiple here for 16 and 20. So prime tree for 16, prime tree for 20, 16 breaks into 4 and 4, and that's clearly gonna break down into a product of 2's, right? 2 times 2 times 2 times 2. 20 really means 5 times 4. 5's prime, I'll circle it. 4 breaks into 2 times 2. Alright, now let's try to apply this whole business about the most, right? The most amount, and kinda draw a dashed line here, the most amount of 2's that anybody has. This guy has four twos. This guy has two twos, the fours win it. So I need four twos. So I'm trying to gather the least common multiple. I need the most amount of twos that either of them have. This, and so this 16 doesn't have any fives in its prime uh, factorization, but 20 has a five, so we're gonna need that five. And that's it. And you crank that out. So two times two times two times two makes 16 times five makes 80, and voila. Voila. 80 is the LCD, which is the LCM, the least common multiple, least common denominator. So that means that if I was going to go, here's the big picture, if I was going to go and try and add 5 sixteenths plus 3 twentieths, I'd have to morph (laughs) both of those fractions into equivalent fractions having that LCD of 80, which we're going to be doing in a moment. So it's like how do you do that? So once you find the LCD here's the recipe for adding and subtracting unlike fractions. You write each fraction as an equivalent fraction having that LCD and then you add or subtract your like fractions and write your answer in simplest form. Okay so here clearly I have the answer snipped in but let's see. Okay, So if I did a prime tree for 9 if I did a prime tree for 12 and 4 breaks into 2 and 2, I could identify the LCM as having the most amount of 2's and then the most amount of 3's. Well, this guy has two threes. this guy only has 1 3. Gonna take the most amount of 3's, so I need 2 of them. So the most 2's and the most 3's that either one of those, you know, fractions has. Uh, well, 2 times 2 is 4, and then times 9 is clearly 36. So now I know the LCD is 36. But here comes the fun part. 1 over 9 is equivalent to something out of 36. And 7 out of 12, because we're trying to add these two fractions, 7 out of 12 is equivalent to something out of 36. And you say, well, how do you do that? How do you morph them into both something out of 36? Well, you do it legally, meaning how does 12 become 36? Times by 3 so we can multiply by three but whatever we do to the bottom we gotta do to the top I call it the duty rule <laughs> you, you can't just multiply the denominator by three without simultaneously multiplying the numerator by three to keep it legal it's like multiplying by a scaling factor of one then which doesn't affect it so 12 times 3 is 36 7 times 3 is 21 ah, So 7 out of 12 is equivalent to 21 out of 36. So that's what we mean by writing equivalent fractions. So we did that in a legal way, by multiplying the denominator and the numerator by some value. Try again. How does 9 become 36? Times by 4, right? So times the bottom by 4, times the top by 4. 1 times 4 makes 4. Aha, so 4 out of 36. So once you have you know, like fractions, life is good. So now you've got 4 out of 36 plus 21 out of 36 which makes 25 out of 36. And that was the final answer. So remember I had snipped in the final answer um, up here. We could even scoot that down. So I I would not have known that was the final answer unless I would have found that common denominator of 36, you know, and force myself to big note to self, write equivalent fractions. You've got to kind of play that game over and over again until you get comfortable. All right. Um, Another really important Piece uh, a component of the LCD is that it helps you compare fractions to know which one's larger. So, you know, when I look at three-fifths and four-sevenths, I don't instantaneously know which one's larger unless I convert them to decimals, which we haven't even talked about yet. That's later on in the year. So converting these to decimals is an option, but not yet. So one important application of the least common denominator is to help us compare fractions. So think of, you know, now's a time where people think about elections a lot, right? So if you say three out of five people like that candidate, is that more or less than four out of seven people liking a certain candidate? Well, let's get the LCD. Clearly the LCD with five and seven they're both prime, so you can multiply them. So clearly the LCD is 35. So the question is three out of five is equivalent to something out of 35, right? and 4 out of 7 is equivalent to something out of 35. So if you both write them in terms of, if you write them both in terms of the LCD, having the LCD, you'll be able to compare them. Who's greater than who, right? So how does 5 become 35? Multiply by 7, so you multiply the top by 7, I'm just gonna even write that here, to get 21. Okay so we would have 21 out of 35 for that fraction, here, how does seven become thirty-five times by five? So I have to multiply the top by five as well to get well four times five would be twenty then. So I've got versus twenty out of thirty-five, and look at that, they're very close, but one's bigger than the other. Clearly twenty-one out of thirty-five is more than twenty out of thirty-five. And so that tells us then that three fifths is more than um four sevenths and you know what's neat is in our near future we're gonna be getting decimal equivalents to these and you say oh yeah this decimal is larger than this decimal but we haven't talked about decimals yet so let's just hold off on that okay so the final symbol there when you say insert a a less than or greater than symbol to make the sentence true uh, the final answer to that was that three-fifths ended up being greater than and until you get comfortable with those symbols you can even write the words is greater than um, four-sevenths. Okay, hope that helps and um, I believe this is our final actually I don't want this podcast to be too long so I'm gonna um, cut this one right here at this notion of comparing fractions and I will do this next evaluating expressions I'll do that on another video. Uh, So we'll have part one and part two of the notes Okay, good luck out there.